I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I am going to just be really, really patient with my daughter this year. Coming up on the Holderness Family Podcast, Penn needs to go to the bathroom. It's back to school time, and some of y'all stressing out. It's a good thing we got our expert from Parents Magazine to talk us through it. There is a crush of paperwork, and it's like, didn't you save the damn papers from last <laughs> year? <laughs> this year, I'm gonna be on it. Let's sit in the struggle, which sounds like me at about 9 a.m. after my first cup of coffee. <laughs> Do you want privacy? Get a diary. You guys are the real deal. You're fun. You're authentic. Also, a major mystery in every parent's life. 27 water bottles. None of them match the lid. It's a real issue. Where are all of the water bottles? We're headed into into a space where I am really starting to feel like you have a security camera in our home. (laughs) It's the Holderness Family Podcast. Let's get started. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We are the Holderness family on your Facebook and your YouTube and your Instagram and your Finstagram. Even your fake Instagram. We don't have a Finstagram page. We don't page. have a fake Instagram page. But here, this is our podcast. If you're new here, welcome to our little part of the interwebs. We're trying to be better at being married, at being parents, and at lifing or living yes. or whatever yes. the term is. And and occasionally we get the chance to reach out to really, really fancy experts to kind of talk about those things and get some tips and tricks on how to do life better. Yeah, we're about to have Liz Vaccarello on from Parents.com or Parents Magazine. They, I, by the way, she's I love the editor-in-chief yeah, of she's Parents the, Magazine. She's the boss. She's, she is fancy. She's the boss. I, I read them. This is going to sound terrible. I read their stuff more because they share our our stuff 
And so then I look it up, and then boom, like there I read. There's like other stuff there. There's I, I'm not normally a reader of, of Parents Magazine, but their stuff is really good, and yeah, it's helpful absolutely. and it's interesting. Well, and, and I just think we're all passengers on this flight, right? Like we're all learning. And if, yeah. if if anybody has like one great tip that can make my life and my parenting experience any easier, I am all about it. And today we are talking about the back to school season and and just the real stress it can be on families. Right, and just to to get personal with the two of us i we i think we love each other very much we have open conversations about the way that we parent our kids and we agree on like 99.9% of those things but um it, this is that time of year that we start having philosophical discussions because every year feels different mm-hmm. when you're sending those kids back to school yeah and it's and and liz brought up she had so many great points and some some tips and tricks and tweaks of conversations and just um, about how to bring families together. So um, it, it was a really great conversation. Yes, yeah, sit in the struggle. I'm just giving you a super tease for that. Sit in the struggle, which sounds like me at about 9 a.m. after my first cup of coffee. <laughs> but uh, we're going to move along there. <laughs> for the love of all things. Let's talk about it. Okay, so uh, intro real quick. Liz Baccarella is editor-in-chief of Parents Magazine. She's currently the group editorial director for Parents Latina and Meredith's lifestyle titles, including Shape, Real Simple, In Style, Martha Stewart Living, and Health. And she's she all over your fancy. TV, man. She's been on the Today Show. She's been on CBS This Morning. She's been on Good Morning America. She's been on Dr. Oz. Probably that one with the guy with the scrubs. I don't know. Like He's probably been on all of them. Well, right. so by the way, she's a, a really qual. I mean, that's really fancy. She's super fancy, right? But she has twin daughters who are 14 years old. So in addition to having a fancy job, she's she is in the mud of parenting as well. So let's get in the mud with her. Yes. Welcome, Liz. Welcome, Liz. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so psyched to be here, guys. We are excited, and it is back to school season. A lot of people in our neck of the woods, and neck of the woods sounds very um, no. It's, it's apropos. We're in yes, North Carolina. We're in it's a neck of the it woods. Sounds very North Carolina. Yes, yep. and the they're already back after Labor Day, so we're in back to school season. Crazy, crazy. So as much as parents like us included, like jump up and down and celebrate, there's a lot of. St- that goes into it for the kids, for parents. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, it's not just clickbait. Like yeah. back to school, which it is. It's like the best right. thing in SEO in the planet right now. You know what we're talking <laughs> about here. But it really is a thing. Like the, 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 it's, um, it's a total thing. Yeah. and uh, it's, it's, it's weird. It, there's like regret. Where did my summer go? It went too fast. Was I mindful? Was I in the moment during yes. the summer? And then also the stress about what's to come for everybody. Yeah. And I think as working parents, I think they call summer like the mom guilt season of like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not being mindful enough. I, I also do this game that every back to school season, I'm like, this year, I'm going to be on it. This year, I'm going to sign up for things and actually show up. So talk to us a little bit about the stress okay. that, that parents specifically <laughs> face going back to school. Well, it's like everything. It, it, you know, we have our, our best intentions, then the reality sets in. But what happens often is back to school is like the new new year. But it's also number two weight loss season now for moms. What? People think like, okay, this is a Wait, back to school start. is the weight loss season? Ba- okay. Back to school. It's like January. September is the new January Ooh. in terms of starting fresh. We start a new school year. It's 
it's when we clean our closets. It's when we go shopping again for our own clothes as well as our kids' clothes. So there's a real sense of refresh and fresh starts, not just for the kids, but also for the parents. Um, So with that becomes like, okay, am I going, I'm going to join the PTA. I'm going to be more involved. I have high lunchbox expectations of myself. I, you know, and, and, and then just by October, November, it all fades away. We're back to like the sandwich that they will eat. Yes. Um, So yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think it can't be under noted, underrepresented, the financial stress that people sort of go under. You know, we, a lot of us are in a privileged position where we think, okay, we get to buy new clothes and we get to buy a new notebook and a backpack. But for many families, that's stressful. stressful. Yeah. Yeah, We, um, like we've been there, like sending kids back to school. And I think our kids were under the assumption that they would get a new backpack every year. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the type of house you were born into. Sorry, guys. And lunchbox. Like, guess what? You get to use the same one. It works. Because financially, it's pretty overwhelming all, you know, everything that they need. So there is some real stress. Now, but what about the kids? What should we be on the lookout for as back to school as the season gets underway? Well, there's a lot of excitement because for well-socialized kids or maybe extroverted kids, if you will, they are excited to be back in the thick of things, see maybe reconnect with friends who they haven't met before. They like the buzz and the noise and all of that of, of school. But for many kids, there is an ambivalence because maybe they're introverted. Maybe they liked the quiet of the summer. They liked all the time, the extra time that they got to spend with mommy and daddy. Um, so every child is different as well as every family is different. And then you've got the different ages and stages with which different anxieties and pressures come. So there's a lot going on, and particularly with households with more than one age or grade happening, there's a different dynamic that you have to to pay attention to. Yeah, I think our kids, as much as they love school, and I think they love it for the fun social, social reasons, they're both dreading going back because it's work, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> my, my kids... A very early in their childhood, decide were hip to the fact that being a kid is easy, <laughs> and so they, and so they didn't wish their life away. I can't wait to be ten. For example, that never happened in my house. They wanted to be little kids because the littler they were, the more things that mommy and daddy did for them, the more slack they got from teachers. So yeah, I think kids are a little have a little more a little higher of an EQ and emotional IQ. If if you will. And so they understand the idea that, God, I don't want time to go. The the higher the grade, the more stress, the more homework. And I think another thing has happened that in many schools, particularly when you're making a big transition from, say, grade school to middle school or middle school to high school, the schools are almost over-informing the kids. Mm. They have students from the higher grades visit at the end of the prior school year. So they have that whole year in some ways, it's good. They know what to expect. But they may also have heard some things that might be scary or off-putting. Right. And so they really know what's going to be expected of them. So 
Yeah, my daughter, apparently somebody told her that seventh grade was the hardest year they ever had. So she's about right. to go into seventh grade. And she's like, it's going to be the hardest. I'm like, honey, you're prepared. Your teachers aren't going to just set you up for, you know, failure. So she has some, some. I mean, I'm not going to call it anxiety, but she's a little yeah. anxious. She does have anxiety. Well, she does. But about this, she's she's not looking forward to the start of the school year, for sure. I know. I, yeah. So here, here's the thing. Like, I'm a... Probably not the key demographic here, right? Like, I'm looking at um, our demos, and we have a lot of moms who listen to this. I'm looking at the shows that you appear on, which are Today's Show and Dr. Oz. I'm imagining those are largely mom-based, like, content. But as a dad, I love back to school. I'm like, <laughs> it is the reduction of stress. My children are gone, and they're being handled yeah. by um, incredibly capable teachers, and they're learning stuff, and they have a routine that they didn't have in the summer. I think, like, a lack mm-hmm. of a routine in our household um, has caused a little bit of anxiety, too. And I think, um, you know, the weather's better. There's football. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like this season, and you're oh, right. And, I love and, and I'll I probably get in better too. shape too because I'm not going all over the place. Like I'm getting up yeah. early, and I'm taking. Yeah. You know, so, do you get different opinions when you're asking about this from yeah. maybe maybe a husband and a wife, or a mother and a father? Absolutely, and it's not necessarily husband or wife, but yeah. I would say maybe primary caregiver versus the one who is not dealing with all the school paperwork or all right. the run, driving back and forth. Like the, do, often it takes care mom. of itself. Yeah, that <laughs> stuff just sometimes takes care of it. it's the dad. You know, a lot of people who are doing what, what I would might call the heavy lifting of parenting during the school year. The, yes, there is structure. Yes, there is routine, but there's so much more to mentally and practically keep track of. And there's a lot more time spent in the car, driving to and from and organizing and juggling soccer schedules and team breakfasts and all of that. And then always, inevitably, no matter how the schools try to streamline back to school, there is a crush of paperwork. And it's like, didn't you save the damn papers from last (laughs) year? We're all still called the same thing. Yeah, and it's exactly that. It's paperwork. It's never online. It's never. It's a piece of paper that you have to like mail back. Which and is I have this mental me. block against paperwork. Like there's something right. mentally that is prohibiting me from actually filling it out. I yep. just can't. I, I can can't do hard either. things, and- but I cannot do paperwork. And my husband and I talk about dividing this, what we call this, the mental load. And I'll be like, okay, you deal with everything extracurricular. I'll deal with anything teacher related. But we're always like trying to make deals with each other. Like I'll do your soccer thing tomorrow if you fill in the health form. And then for each, for each class, each teacher then has a different way she wants, he or she wants to communicate with you. So sign up for remind in this class. (sighs) But in that class, I need everybody's email. It's just it's a overwhelming. Lot. It's a lot. Now, so what? So I love your strategy about you guys divide and conquer. Tell us about that. And any other tips and tricks to kind of help keep our sanity? Well, I think you need to just as we want our kids to find the joy in learning, um, we need to we need to remember and find the joy in all of this. And I love your perspective of like, yeah, I get more me time. Like, yes, it's a lot of going mm-hmm. on, but then. There are huge chunks of the day now where I can take a four-hour nap if I need to. (laughs) I wish. 
as uh, if. Right? I wish. But if I could, yes. Exactly. And one of the things I like, and I'm finding a lot of the parents' readers are having breakfast as the family meal of the day. Oh. They are working. Uh, and if you can do this, if you've got your mornings down pat, if you can plan time-wise, it's often less stressful than family dinner. We know that eating together is important. But at the beginning of the day, um, the food's a little more fun. The preparation, people, you know, the baby's not cranky. My day hasn't gotten away from me and I'm not all caught up in work. So um, a, a, one strategy is to find just 10 or 15 minutes, maybe set the table or even, and everybody sits down and has breakfast together. I love it. Um, and if you can do that, that it's like making your bed in the morning. It like sets a whole tone in terms of nutrition, togetherness, positivity for the day. And there's so no time anywhere else. There's never time no. after breakfast. That's a I good idea. I actually love that because, and, and you don't even, it doesn't need to be like something you, it could be just toaster waffles or whatever. It doesn't right. have to be something huge and elaborate. Yeah. I actually really love that idea. Because um, oh, our, our, mornings, our mornings have... Now that our kids are older, I think that age four, that would be tough. But our kids are right. older now and they can wake up and do that um, and take some ownership of that. I really like that. Good. Uh, yeah. And so in terms of, you know, we're sending our kids back to school. They're actually going back to the same school they were last year. But still, there's always the new kids and there's always making friends and that stress. And I always give my kids the the lecture of like, there's going to be a new kid and I want you to go sit with them. And I want you to reach out to them. But I mean, anything I say, they don't really listen to. <laughs> I, I mean, is there anything else I can be equipping them with as I'm sending them off to try to help them be inclusive? Um, You know, I think... I love every parent today wants to raise a kind child and a nice child. And I love that that is like the message that you're sending your children off with. Like, think about others. That's so, that warms my heart. No, <laughs> um, I think that's so lovely. Um, I, one of the things that I tried to do, my girls were, this was like in third or fourth grade and they were the stress of school and the stress of friends and everything was just, they weren't, they were coming home and they were, filled with anxiety for mm. a few years about all the things that weren't going right. And learning is difficult. The learning is like, it's like when you work out and if you're really building your muscle, the muscle hurts. Right. So one of the things I've tried to talk to my kids about is that feeling of discomfort, irritation, annoyance in your brain or in your emotions, that is you learning. Yeah. So try not to, and there's different ways to articulate that based on the age, but you know, if you feel a little funny about, or you're, it's tricky to understand what the teacher's saying, it doesn't mean you're not smart. That is your brain and your emotions learning, struggling with learning and that that's good. And that idea has helped my girls a little bit in terms of um, change or frustration in the classroom. So academically, that's one thing that has helped. But and socially, to answer your question, I always say when we come home, we, sh we, we share something, not just the best thing that happened, the worst thing that happened. A lot of families do that. But I'll say, Tell me something funny that happened. Mm -hmm. Tell me the mm -hmm. funniest, because everybody finds a moment to laugh throughout the day. Um, so something that made you laugh, something that somebody said that made you laugh. And I always then, it opens up a discussion about who that person was. So if it's, it's often not their best friend in the class, it might be somebody else who made them. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Laugh and that it'll open up a discussion um, in some way, shape or form. So it's a way to sort of get into who are they reacting to? Who are they watching? Who are they admiring or who's annoying them? Mm -hmm. Um but it all through the lens of humor, which is always the best way to get somebody talking. Absolutely. And I loved your advice about just kind of sitting in that struggle. And I have, I have learned, you know, we work and we do these goofy videos and involves there, you know, we write, you know, little blog posts or newsletters or something. And there's, there's a moment you're sitting there at your desk and it's, it's uncomfortable. I'd rather just go mm-hmm. to check Facebook or joke, go check Instagram. And I kind of force myself to like, and I, I call it like to sit in the struggle. And if I just yeah. force myself to kind of sit in the struggle and that is like the brain work. And then inevitably you kind of, you turn the hose, the sludge comes out, it runs clear in a second, and you can knock things out. But yeah, like the work of learning, it is actual work. And I think that's, a, I, I don't know that I've ever communicated that to my kids. And I super need to, because it's not <laughs> easy. It's not, to, it's yeah. not easy to sit there and learn something. It's exhausting. So that's, that's, right. that's very good advice. And it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It is, uncomfortable. It's, it is yep. it's like a muscle. So yeah. I feel like back to school stress is this catch all buzz phrase that probably everybody uses at some point and they should because it is a lot. I think to get more specific with it is is the is the word anxiety and I've heard you use it several times this morning. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm trying to figure in in this season that we're in, where is that anxiety coming from? Is it coming more from the school? Is it coming more from the social environment is it coming from their computers is it coming from their families and and like what's the best way to manage that i i really believe that for most kids it's it's social 
I, I, I feel like when you're in August and you haven't gone back yet, there's nothing academically for you to be reacting to. You haven't met your teacher yet, so she's not he or she isn't the one that's causing you stress because she's mean or whatever. The uncertainty of who that might be might be a little anxiety-producing, provoking. But it's really like summer is the season of joy and fun, mm-hmm. and we've connected with our families, and we're with our best friends. We're at camp or whatever. And school is filled with people we don't choose to be with. So there are going to inevitably be people that we are not friends with. We can't be friends with everybody. And navigating that every year, that changes. Um, That's different for every person. For some children, it's very easy. Um, You know, with the hindsight of being an adult now, we can look back and those cliches of just be yourself. Those We understand what that means now, but that is just so utterly unhelpful for a child. Because (laughs) they, they don't know, they don't believe they... Well, children are more confident today than they ever were be they ever were before. So anytime we can we can help our children and give them actual tactics, give them scripts, give them sample language to open up conversations with new people or to reconnect with old people. Maybe there's a group that got together all summer and your your child knows that they weren't a part of that and they think, Oh, am I gonna be left out? They don't know that until they get to school. So, you know, maybe sit down and say, So let's let's actually role play. Let's pretend. What, what what might we say to Susie on the first day, or if you see the group? How might you walk up to them and be? What what might you say? So they, it's it's the uncertainty of what might happen and what those relationships might be like that is often causing, I think, kids a lot of stress. And man, oh man, does that change as they get older? Particularly, oh. like we've got a, we've got a seventh grader coming in. Yeah, I know. Coming I, in hot. Coming in hot. I yep. know. And you, you, Liz, <laughs> you and I talked briefly about the book Untangled, which I would really recommend for anybody raising girls right now. Um, yes. But just the, it just reinforces that the need for their tribe. Like this, is, it's a natural thing for them to do at this age, like a middle school girl, to kind of pull away, want some independence, and to find her people. And when she gets rejected by those people in a very small way or a very large way, it can be devastating. So I think just to be not only is she learning all day long and then making the pressure of making some sort of sports team, and then there's that pressure of the the tribe, of the people. And I am going to just be really, really patient with my daughter this year. That's kind of my parenting mantra. This when I look at my seventh grader is just patience. I love that. I love that's a great I wish and it's so interesting because my husband, bless his heart, <laughs> he he go he takes in and absorbs the anxiety or the frustration Aww. that they're having. So if some so he, if they're mad about something, he gets mad with them. Yeah. You know, it just makes it kind of makes it worse. Um, and I, we've really tried to t- talk to each other and work on just letting the ch- kids have, have the emotion, let it, let them sit in that struggle too. Yeah. Let them just slam the door and be alone for an hour and you don't have to solve the problem. Men often want to just solve the problem right. when really the child might just need to be alone with their emotions. And then when they're ready, talk it through and they don't need you necessarily to solve it. Just listen, be that jujitsu. It's the energy's coming at you and you're there with it. And they will often solve the problems for them. And it's sometimes having, giving, giving them a place for that emotion to go and, and telling them being a place, home being a place where they can have that emotion is 
the most helpful thing that you can do. We're headed into into a space where I am really starting to feel like you're you have a security camera in our home um, <laughs> and, are, and are watching some of these things. So uh, please stop if, if you are. Or That's if you have very great rude. advice, keep watching. Keep no, I'm watching. No, I, no, it's, it, this is this is amazing. So can can we just can we knock it up a notch on sitting with that struggle? Because Kim and I have this philosophical argument, and it's more on the education side. So. Feel free to, to say this is out of my depth, but you're, you're doing so good. Um, so that struggle, if, it, if there are academic things, um, I am like of this philosophy now that I want my children to start failing on their own so they can see like what it's really going to be like when we're not helping them with these right. sorts of things. Ugh. And I know that's what's supposed to happen, but I do also, I see this struggle. So our daughter has, um, she doesn't listen to this podcast, but she knows we talk about this sort of thing. So she, it is not, a school is very, I have a nine-year-old, so and it's school is always been easy for him it's like annoying how easy it is school like lola has to work harder at it but i also know that that's going to serve her better in life because she's had to work hard at it Mm. but that being said i do want to help and so i do well by the way i don't understand the seventh grade math so I, i won't be any help in that but pen is like hands off she needs to fail on her own. You can't remind her to bring in this or do that. You can't do this reminding stuff. She needs to fail Especially now. Especially in seventh grade. I mean, yeah. none of this stuff is going it's on a, a transcript. Like, yeah, that's, it's a safe place to fail. But yeah. I want to hover and helicopter every move. So <laughs> fix us, Liz. Well, I think the best skill that you can give a child, whether it's a first grader, sixth grader, or senior in high school, is to teach them how to manage not just their time, that's important, but to manage their effort. Mm. So there are, if you have a hardworking child who's always had to work hard, there's a, that's beautiful, right? We don't have to nag. But the downside of that is at a certain point when you're carrying uh, an advanced load, when you get into the 10th grades, for example, you cannot kill yourself for every class. There simply aren't enough hours in the day. So at some, so knowing your child, if they are the hard, hard, hard worker who will fall asleep exhausted, talking to them about, so maybe if you, what's maybe good enough for the test tomorrow? Maybe if you could, could you possibly let yourself maybe get too wrong? And how would that feel? So then you don't have to worry about social studies Maybe we can spend some more time on the math because you can't do it all perfectly. So if you have a perfectionist, having those discussions and teaching them that skill is important. And for the ones who need to fail, because that's the only way that they will learn, having that moment of of desperation or anxiety or embarrassment because you haven't brought the, the test in, you can be hovering but managing the organization, teaching them. And often, I don't know, if I forget if it's the boy or the girl, but often boys are the ones who struggle with those executive functions. They are the ones who, I did the homework, but I left it at home. And yeah. you want to kill your, you want to tear your hair out because, yeah. oh my God. But, you know, that they're going to need to learn the, the bringing it to work, it, the bringing it to, to school and, and the sending the report, hitting send on email when they have a job. That's, that's the reality. That's what they're graded on. That's what they're judged on. So sitting back and as a parent, sitting with that discomfort of watching him or her um, have that 
moment of embarrassment is that's good parenting too. So it it differs child by child. Yeah, but I have to remind myself that it is good parenting to let her learn on her own and to learn how to do it herself. And which she does and she wants, but I'm... That's good advice. Yes. Thank you. It is good parenting. Uh, Liz, where are all of the water bottles? Um, you <laughs> you you run Parents Magazine. There somewhere in America, there are twenty five million water bottles that, just sitting. No, that I somewhere. send my kids to Where the stainless they? steal water bottles Where on their way they? to school, and they don't come home. Yes. So maybe you have them. Somewhere. You should do an entire epi- like magazine cover on like, and it should just be a fake pile of water bottles or in the middle of like Sioux City, Iowa. We have water bottles, but the yeah. corresponding lids are gone. Yeah. So that's it. I think it's a real it's a real problem, Liz, and I think you guys need to tackle it. Investigatory oh, journalism. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is talk about a consumer need that needs to be filled. Where are the water bottles? Where are the lids? I just, I, I throw them away. My gar- my husband garbage picks and we'll take them out because one day we might find the lid. Oh. And I'm like, no. Throw it away. Yes, if it doesn't have the lid. We have in our cabinet right now, if we were at home, I would send you a picture of 27 water bottles. None of them match the lids. None of them match the lids. It's a real issue, Liz, that I think we need to tackle as a country. This is what our country country needs to focus on right now. There's no other important things. I mean, there's like 90 people in these debates. I know. They should be talking about water bottles. Right. That's who I'm going to listen to. I got to tell you, there's this new like hip water bottle that everybody wants. It's called our Arctic something. Yes. And it's like $90,000. Yes. It's $90,000. But I will tell you that my girls, it's so important to them that they be seen with the right color. So that this, I have not purchased or lost a water bottle in six months because they now (gasps) have this bottle. It's always by their side. On their YouTube channel, they are sipping out of their water bottle. Oh, they have a YouTube channel? Your your daughters have YouTube? Of course they do. Everyone has a YouTube channel. Well, my one daughter is on YouTube. The other one is... um, um, more of an action sports girl, and she has a smaller one for her for her followers. So, but um, one is like kind of has an influencer. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So, tell us the name of her channel, and then also we get this question. I would say it's the <laughs> number one question we get is like, how do you navigate social media and kids and all that stuff? Oh, so, what was the decision God. to allow her well, to I, do that? I will tell you, my daughter, my one daughter, she started when she was eleven. She was into squishies, which are yes. these foam. Oh, uh, yeah. So she taught herself that she found that. Set, having um, a video talking into the camera was a way for her to enjoy her squishies. It was like a, a, a mm-hmm. regimented way. And so at 11, she taught herself how to edit. She opened up a YouTube channel. What? Crazy. Yeah. Right. Yes. And posted every day for a year as Stop an 11 it. year old. And we used the money from the pre roll of <laughs> from yeah. you, from, um, to buy more, to buy more squishies. Well, Fast forward two more years, she became 13 and she's not into squishies anymore. (laughs) And some of her fans have come along with her and they're like, yeah, now I'm into Ariana Grande and now I'm into makeup a little bit and that kind of thing. But some of them are like, please post about squishies. So she never did it. She never did it for the money. She just did it for the love of it. And, and it was very interesting, but I will tell you a story when she, when she first started the YouTube channel, I was, it doesn't have her name. It doesn't, I won't tell you the name of it because I don't want, she, no one knows that I'm her mom. Oh, like it's gotcha. All private, okay. Right? Okay. Gotcha. But, they do now. Um, no, but we're not going to know. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. good. 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 Yeah. Let's handle yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I went in, you know, I was like reading every single comment and <laughs> one of the comments was your hair looks funny or something. <gasps> and so I called YouTube. I Mama bear. Message. I'm doing, 
and Sophia, and it was her name is Sophia, my daughter. And she like texts me from band practice. And it was her friend who was sitting next to her in band was just like fooling around and wrote, uh, Your hair looks funny. And but she like You got her banned from I, Google. Yeah. Minutes, we're like getting and so then she, this is extra layer of okay, mom is watching. Boy. Yes. Anybody is gonna be start be hating on her on her. Mom's got her back, so she knows she knows that. Well, our our daughter who's twelve, she went to Instagram, mm-hmm. and I just I told her when she was thirteen, and I'm like, oh, and I'll have a login, and I'll be able to read. That's just what it is. If you want privacy, get a diary. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so she's, then they have the false Instagrams, the Fistas, the Finstas. We yes, we learn it. I know, but I yeah, that's mm-hmm. just another. Bridge that all, and you guys, I'm sure because you're you're hip to all this, but now it's all all about TikTok. Yes, yes. So she does have TikTok, and I do stock that. Most of them are private. Yeah. So, um, but it is very. There, I asked her to take a couple. I've I've asked her to take a couple down. I think they were very well produced, but I think she was like mm. interpreting. There was like a, a hip, cool song, but I think that it was like not didn't send a great message about its treatment to women. <laughs> and so I was like, ah. this is I'm like, you don't even hear it because you just see a song that's like number one yeah. in the char- charts. But how it's talking about women is like not what I went to dancing in front of. And she was like, just rolled her eyes and deleted. What was it. the song? I'm, I'm like, I don't even remember the Come name. Come on, of ride song. that train. Or- yeah. No. <laughs> no, was, yeah. No. no. I mean, you're right. the stakes yeah. are so much higher now. Like, what? I'm getting like- on a train. Yes. Um, but they. <laughs> <laughs> just about just getting on a train yeah. it's fine no but she i don't yeah. even remember the name of it but it was like what yeah and it was just but again she was she just heard like she didn't even hear the lyrics of it she was just you know for sure yeah anyway okay yeah yeah, yeah. well liz where can people find you oh me well i'm always at my office the parents yeah. magazine no <laughs> yeah. i am <laughs> um i'm on instagram liz vaccarello uh, and I'm on Twitter, Liz Vac, and every couple of weeks I'll take over the parents' Instagram stories. But I love Instagram. I feel like it's my own. I guess I get to make a magazine every month, yeah. but uh, which is enormously creative. But I also get to. I, li- I have a little bit of showbiz in me. I like a good camera, so I like to like take people behind the scenes. Like we just now are looking at Valentine's Day crafts, and oh. so I'll like I'll take people into the behind the scenes in our crafts meeting or we're taste testing food for you know what are the best popsicles of the year we have kids taste everything so it's a lot of behind the scenes of making magazines making content and when i go on the today show i bring them with me we get oh i'm gonna be on the today show in october for best toys of the year what okay so So i want to work at parents magazine i want to do that are you very fun that is i have I have a toy editor. Who can say that? <gasps> that is amazing. I'm yeah. so jealous. <laughs> toy and, editor. And we love Parents Magazine. It is a favorite and has, I think I subscribed when I was like, not, I think just first got pregnant. So um, yeah. So thank you for the work you do. And thank you thank for joining you. us today. And don't be a stranger. We're going to like call and stalk you about all sorts of things. So I th- love it. Call me anytime because you guys are the real deal. You're fun. You're authentic. But you, yet when something's important, you go to the right sources. I think this is the, you just guys, you guys have a great platform, the humor, the music, all of it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Liz. And I know my mom paid you to say it, but it's okay. I'm going to take no. it. No. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.